And like, as I'm praying, his eyes just like pop open. I'm just like, what, what do you feel? He's like, it's gone. I was like, what do you mean it's gone? He's like, my leg, like, like I, I could feel it. And he's like, it, it's fine. I'm like, what? Like I'm, bro, like, my faith just started increasing because I'm just like, man, like God wants to heal people. God wants to touch people. Mom was always saved, always took me to church, um, but I wasn't about it. I started doing drugs like at 15, 14 years old, hanging out with gang members, um, just living, living that life while she would go to church faithfully and and she would think that I was a good child right because I would go to church with her and I was very respectful and and I was a very good liar um so I would do that about 18 years old right you graduate high school get a little more freedom it it took a, a life of its own started doing a harder drugs probably like three times a week uh, going out more, partying, everything. Like, I was not looking for God. I was, I was, I thought I was living my best life until I turned 20. And at 20, I, I look back now and I could see how God was, was starting to work on my heart because at 20, I got pulled over, right? In Warrington, Virginia by, by a cop. Um, got drug charges, missed my court date, got a warrant, got more charges, right? And at the end of it, I had to pay a whole bunch of money, got license suspended. And during that time, nobody knew. Nobody knew that I was going to court. Nobody knew I had a charge. Nobody knew that I was waking up like early to drive three hours to Warrington, Virginia to, to be in court. And one day, right, once it was all over, I'm like, whew, huge sigh of relief until um, my mom, she she calls me over in the morning and she pulls out this fat old packet. And when she pulls out the packet, all I see is Warrington, Virginia court. And I saw my name and I knew that she knew I, I was doing drugs, right? Um, and I expected her to beat me, yell at me, to call me a disappointment, to all these things that right I expected. But she didn't do that. She she embraced me. She like hugged me. She she took me to get pho. Right, it's the first time I had pho. That's why I love pho because it's, it's just what I needed. And she would just begin telling me that she loved me. And why didn't I tell her that I was going through that? And I was just like so full of shame. I was just like, you. I didn't want to disappoint you. Um, and so after that day, like I made a promise to her and I made a promise to myself and I was like, you know, Carlos, you can't keep smoking weed, man. That thing got you in trouble. Like you got, you almost, you got, almost got arrested here. And so I made a promise to myself. I'm like, okay, no more, no more smoking weed. Cool. But you know how the devil be. So I stopped smoking weed, but I started drinking. Um, and I didn't really like drinking, honestly, but, but you once you drink and you get drunk, you know, it's okay. <laughs> so I started drinking a lot more um, because I couldn't sleep. And see, th this thing started happening within me where unless I did, I smoked weed or unless I, I drunk or unless I, 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 I watched porn or I did something criminal, I couldn't sleep. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm like that, I'm working and everything. And then one day I remember I was at uh, 
I was invited to like this hangout with with some friends. Like these were and they were Mexican, right? And these they were like grown folk. They were like they weighed a good 240, and I only weighed 140. And they were like, you know, like I bet I bet I could drink more than you. And I was like, bet, let's go. And quickly I realized that I could not handle it. Uh, so I was like, nah, I'm good. You win. And they were like, nah, keep drinking. I was like, nah, nah, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna go home. And so um, I got in my car, I'm driving home, and I'm, a, you know, I'm pretty, I'm feeling it. And then um, I'm like three minutes away from the house, and there's like a little curb, right? And so I speed up because I'm just like, I just want to get home. So I speed up, and out of nowhere, that little curb turned into a swerve, and I crash into um, with the side of my car to the to the curb of the street. And like it just boom it happened, and I'm just like, oh well. And so I try to put that thing in uh, like drive off, but I couldn't because I'm stuck in the woods. And then I try to put it in reverse, and like I reversed out of it, and all I hear is kunk, 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 kunk. and I'm just like, whatever. I worry about it in the morning. I I literally drive home, and I go to sleep. I literally <laughs> after crashing, I just I just go to my bed. And I knock out in the morning. I hear Carlos, Carlos, you okay? I'm just like. Huh? They're like, you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Why? And then I go out. They're like, because of your car. And I go out to look at the car, <laughs> and my whole back axle is broken. My 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 side view mirror is like completely off because I hit the pole, the the electrical pole with it. So if it would have been like just a couple inches, I would hit it straight on, and that would have been it. But I look at my car, and I'm just like, oh man, like. I could have died, <laughs> right? And that was like a continual thing because I felt like death was chasing me. Um, I had another near-death experience, right? Because now I had to take the bus to work. I'm going to the bus stop and uh, I'm running because I'm like, I'm gonna miss the bus. So I'm running, right? And I'm about to cross the street. Like, it's my right away. I'm about to cross the street. I'm running full speed. And I just felt this thing stop, right? Like, it was just like, stop. And I stopped right at the curb, and as soon as I stopped, these two cars just completely just boom, just destroy each other in front of me. And I'm just like, <gasps> right? Because if I didn't stop, I would have been in the middle of that and I would have been dead. And I was just like, okay, right? And, and all these things, I just, man, I had so much like pressure on me and I couldn't explain it to anyone because I had nobody and whatever. So... Right, th these type of things are going on. New Year's comes. New Year's comes. We're having a party. I remember, like, I was lit, right? I had a bottle, and I'm pouring shots, and then the homies come, and they have a bong. It was, like, this big. And they're like, let's hit it. I was just like, all right. And so it's New Year's, right? It's not, nothing too bad. And so we hit it, got high, whatever. Good night. Then I was like, okay, well, it's just one time. But then Super Bowl comes. I remember it was, I don't know who was playing, but I remember during halftime, they were like, let's go to the car. I was like, all right, cool. So we go to the car. Lo and behold, what do they pull out? Pull out the big bong again. And I was just like, oh, man, how can I say no? Right? And so I hit it, get high, whatever. The night finishes. And so on my drive home, I remember I was like, dang, Carlos, you couldn't stop smoking. Like, you couldn't change. And I felt really disappointed. It felt like a lot of shame on me um, because I had I really made the promise to myself. I know I made it to my mom, but it was like me, like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't uphold it. So I get to my room and like, I just, I remember I, I say like, I need help. I need help. And then whatever, I go to sleep. And then 
when I go to sleep, though, I have this dream. And in the dream, right, just to give you a picture of it, the, the sky was like reddish. It was like a desert. Uh, there was like little tumbleweeds everywhere, little rocks. It was just like a very desolate place. But in the middle of all that was this apartment building. And in the apartment building, you could see it like, like picture like a movie. It shows you the apartment building and all the lights are off. But it goes to like the very top and then there's this one window with one light on and it goes within it. And I see with in the living room, right, it's like all my friends, like they're drinking and they're smoking, they're dancing, they're, they're watching TV. And it's just like a, a party. But I see myself and I'm at the window and I see that I'm looking out the window and out the window is like this army. And it was like this army of skeletons. And I knew it meant death. I knew that that army was could have come and it was going to kill me and I was like when I saw it I, I turned to all, all my friends I'm like hey hey and when I said that they turned off the music they turned off the music and they all look at me they're like staring at me like in the movie right just like in the movies like they all looking on me there's no music and they're like what and I'm just like there's an army and they're gonna come and they're gonna kill us and they look at me for like a second and they're like and boom, and they hit the music back and everyone keeps doing what they were doing and I do the same. I'm just like, whatever. But a couple seconds later, the door gets kicked in and the dream goes black and I knew I died. I knew I died. It was black for like a good 10 seconds. But then the crazy thing happened is the dream starts over and it's the same red sky, the same desolate place, the same apartment, the same window, the same party, and I, all my friends are dancing, partying, and I'm at the window, and I'm looking out, and I see the army coming again, and I'm like, hey, hey, and they stop the music, and they look at me, and they say, what? And I'm like, there's an army, and they're gonna come, and they're gonna kill us. And they, again, just like, eh, whatever, and they kept doing them. But this time, I was like, no, man, forget all of you. And I get on my knees, and I just, like, I start repenting, like, in the dream. I start repenting. I lift up my hands in the middle of the party, and I'm just like, God, I'm sorry. Like, you're real, and I, I want to serve you. And I'm just, like, repenting and, and crying out. And as I'm doing that, then it's like the scene changes because it's like I'm within myself. And within myself, as I'm, I could hear my voice praying, I start, like, these things start, like, exploding inside of me. Like they just and, and they feel amazing. I can't explain what it was, but I felt God's presence and it was exploding inside of me. And the more that I would pray, the more intense it got to a point where I remember I was I was just screaming like I give my life to you, like God, I love you, and like it like bubbled up so much inside of me, and then it exploded and it went doof within me. And I could tell I I can't explain the feeling, but I felt I felt. I felt life, I felt love, I felt God, and I woke up, and I woke up like, <gasps> and I literally, like, as soon as I woke up, I rolled over onto the side of my bed on my knees, and I just gave my life to God, and I was like, God, I'm, I'm yours, like, I accept you, like, there's no going back. And what's crazy, I gave my life to the Lord that day, and I was completely different, right? I told you I couldn't stop smoking weed, I, I told you that, that I couldn't stop on my own, I literally, from that day, had no desire to smoke no more. Like, I would still get invited to parties, and I would see everyone. I would just be like, ugh. Like, how can you smoke that? Like, the Lord literally freed me from that. It was it was from that moment where, where I tasted something better. 
but I, I told God, I told God from the very beginning, God, because I grew up in church, remember? I, I knew the songs, I knew the stories, and I knew church people. And I told God, God, if I'm going to do this, it can't look like them. It has to look like your word. Because I, I read the story of Jesus walking on water, healing the sick, raising the dead. I read about Paul. I read about Jonah. I read about Moses, right? And I knew, but nothing I lived in church looked like that. So I was like, God, if I'm going to do this, it has to be like in the Bible. And so fast forward, right? I would I would walk into church and I would just start weeping. I would just feel the presence of God. I would worship and I would feel the presence of God. And it went on like that and I would just consume the Bible. Like I would just be in my room reading the Bible. And and mind you, it, this was like the Spanish uh, uh, King James Version Bible, right? And I, but I, I didn't know what I was reading, but I didn't care. I was just like, I, I know that I have to read this. And then... I had this lady from church. She was like, hey, um, I have this mission trip for Italy that I need people to go with me for. And what's even crazier, right, is two months before that, I got this bug in me where I was like, I need to travel. Like, I got this money in the bank. Like, I need to travel. I need to go somewhere. Like, I'm going to go to the Bahamas. I don't care where I go. I'm going to just go because I got to travel. Like, I, it was just weird. And then she came and she was like, you want to go to Italy? I was just like, Okay. Right, like okay, let me let me let me pray about it. Let me ask God, and like everything just opened up. I and even my um my wife, who is my, who is my wife now, she came along too, and we were we were to go as like a youth youth program youth camp there, and so we met all these Italian kids, right? Um, and the thing about Italy is like they try to, they're trying to diversify it, so you have kids from Africa, you have kids from Germany, Norway, like all in one place speaking like four or five different languages and I really got connected with them um and so at this point in my life I I loved God I knew God I was following God I hadn't yet really had an encounter with the Holy Spirit right and so I've heard about him right you hear they preach about him Holy Spirit Holy Spirit but I never really had an encounter with Holy Spirit up until this point and so I remember I remember I got really close to these kids and I remember there's this little there was where we were, it was a castle and there was a lake. And we're like, there's like a little cafe there where the leaders were and we were drinking coffee or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I remember one of the little kids, little Italian kids came in running. He busted in there he, and he just like, da, 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 da. he's speaking Italian. I'm like, what are you saying, kid? And he's like, da, 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 like freaking out. And I'm just like, what are you saying? And then the one of the workers is like, he said a kid is drowning in the lake. Man, when he said that, I got up and I just started running and I'm running and I'm running and I'm running. I'm running up up the hill, down the hill, trying to go to the lake. I get to the edge of the lake to, to go down to the lake and they're like, no, 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 no one else could go down here. No one else could go down here. And I'm like, no, no, I know the kid. I know that he's like, no, that everyone who can help him is already there. And I'm like, okay. And then news of the kid drowning started spreading to the whole camp. And there's like a whole bunch of kids come and they're starting to freak out and they're crying and they're like, why God, why God, why would you allow this? And I remember I, the gift of faith hit me and I was like, no, this is not the time to start questioning God. This is time, this is the time to pray. And so I got all the kids together and mind you, I only been saved for like a year and I, I was like, no, this is the time to pray. And so 
they all get together and we just start praying and literally the Holy Spirit hit me so hard and I started speaking in tongues. I never spoke in tongues until that moment and I just started speaking in tongues and like da 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 and as soon as I started speaking in tongues, all the kids just started breaking out in tongues and like it was like the presence of God hit us and that went on for a while and then like everyone calmed down and then um, they were like, the fire and rescue people came, right? Because we saw the helicopter and everything. And they're like, um, we want all of you guys to go inside. And I was just like, what? So we go inside and we're, we're there and we're just like waiting, expecting like, you know, something to happen. And the youth program director comes and he says, um, he drowned in the lake and he died. And my heart sunk because I'm in, I'm in the middle of the, his community. His sister is right there. And everyone starts weeping and crying. And we're just like, I don't have any answers as to why this happened. And so here's the crazy thing. The night before, the night before he died, we weren't supposed to have like a service that night. But we did, and it was powerful. I remember the song they sung. I remember the calling they made. And I remember he was he was the first one to run to the altar and give his life. And it was crazy because they, they tell the story that he was the oldest one there. And for like 18 years, he's been saying no to God. And that night, the night before, he gives his life to the Lord. And what's crazier is the, the lake had this current, strong current, that's supposed to, like, is supposed to, if, if he did drown, that his lifeless body was supposed to be taken by the current. But the, the ambulance people said that literally it, it, it did not move. It, it literally was in that place. And so all of these things or whatever is happening. And I just feel the presence of God the whole time, the peace of God. And the next day, we're outside, right? We're outside. And I remember I was sitting on the swing with my wife. Well, now she's my wife. She was my girlfriend at the time. And... We're looking at all the kids. We're looking at his sister. We're looking at all the kids. And everyone has this joy and this peace about them. And it was in that moment I knew that the Holy Spirit was beyond my understanding. And, and I was like, and I, I like it just grew me in faith because I'm just like, this community literally just suffered a tragedy, a, a death, yet there is still a peace that he brings. Um, and Later that night, we had another service, and again, the Holy Spirit just wrecked everyone. Um, and that was the beginning where I was just like, "Okay, okay, God, this this is what this is what this is what I was after. This is what I was talking about is about not just going to church and not just sitting and singing three songs and going home, but but the presence of God, the power of God, and." From then, I remember learning on YouTube because at the moment, nobody was teaching anything about that I wanted to learn, right? And so I would go on YouTube, I would look up healing, I would look up deliverance, and I would remember, I would listen to these sermons by these pastors, and I would just grow and I would grow and I would grow until a point where I was just like, okay, I have to go, I have to go try this stuff out. And um, the first healing I did was, was at a conference. It was a Todd White conference. Um, and he just talked about healing. And then he was like, okay, I want you guys to do it now. And I was like, bet. He was like, find someone that's sick next to you. And I was like, okay. And I remember I was with a, a, my youth group. And right next to us was this guy. And he was like, yeah, my leg, 
my leg, I my leg has really been hurting. I think I twisted it or or, or something, and I can't barely walk on it. And I was like, perfect. And then I remember we put our hands on it. And we're like, we just started praying in Jesus' name. And, and in the middle of the prayer, I remember I heard a crack. I went, crack. But I didn't know what that meant, whatever. I just kept praying. I was like, and you're healed. That man looks at us, and he's like, you guys have fire on you. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> right? Because I wasn't really expecting anything. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, my leg, it doesn't hurt anymore. Like, I could, it's fully healed. And I'm like, What? Really? Like, I wasn't expecting it. So now this whole thing that I'm reading the Bible, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, it's coming to life. And then I remember, I remember, like, I, I took that momentum and I was at work. I was, I was a chef at that time, executive chef. And we had these delivery guys come. And one of my favorite delivery guys, he comes with this, like, wrapped up leg. And he's limping. And I'm just like, hey, bro, what happened? And he's like, nah, man, I, I, I twisted my leg and I can't even put weight on it. And it sucks because I have to carry all these things. And I was like, hey, you know about Jesus? And he was like, yeah, I believe in Jesus. And I'm just like, you know, he could heal you, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I was like, nah, man, let's go outside. Let's go by your truck. And would you let me pray for you? And he's like, yeah. And mind you, like, don't think I'm fully confident. Like, the whole time I'm freaking out. I'm just like, oh, crap, what did I get myself into? Oh, man, like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. And he was Spanish, and so I had to do it in Spanish. And, and so we're by the truck. I'm like, all right, I'm going to just put my hand, and I'm just, I'm just uh, pray healing on, on your leg. He's like, okay, go for it. And, like, as I'm praying, his eyes just, like, pop open. I'm just like, what? What do you feel? He's like, it's gone. I was like, what do you mean it's gone? He's like, my leg, like, like, I, I could feel it. And he's like, it, it's fine. I'm like, what? Like, I'm, bro, like, my faith just started increasing because I'm just like, man, like, God wants to heal people. God wants to touch people. And so as, as time went on, I, I saw more and more God moving, God healing, God, God breaking strongholds off of people. And it's just been a journey. It's been a journey ever since. And, and there's nothing better than seeing people who don't know God come to come to to experience him because that was me that was me one day right i i knew of god but i didn't know god and what i and the reason i preach and the reason i i lead and the reason i disciple is because man jesus was so patient with me like he he saw he saw every detail every joint every drug every word that i did and yet he still loved me and he, he was still patient with me. And yet he gave me opportunity after opportunity. And, and, and the moment I said yes, he was like, I'm giving you everything. And, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's my testimony.